Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with all of our listeners again today and to have this opportunity to get together and study God's Word a little further, dig a little bit deeper, and learn a little bit more, and thereby stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So it's imperative that we stay in God's Word if we want to have strong faith, if we want to know how to follow God his way. We encourage you to tell everybody you can about the program, Search the Scriptures, encourage them to tune in and listen. At the same time, we know that there are many people, even in the Omaha area, who are not able to tune in at the prescribed times, even though we're on several times each day, Monday through Friday. So tell them and take advantage of this yourself as well. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and uh, not the email link, I'm sorry, the podcast link, and sign up for our podcasting. Now, it's free. We emphasize this always. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when somebody signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their phone or computer or whichever device they choose, this radio program, Search the Scriptures, every day, Monday through Friday. Then they can download it and listen to it at their convenience as they have the opportunity and the time. But they'll also receive a great, a great deal more Bible teaching. They'll receive a Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, and all of our sermons. And in addition to that, they'll receive a short, only about a 13-minute or so Bible study every day that we call today's Bible class. Now, again, all of that will be free and always will be free. Just sign up for our podcasting at churchofchrist.com. Now, if you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and check us out in person. Get to know us. Let us get to know you at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together at 6 o'clock for, for another evening of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, middle of the week, good time to stop our busy schedules, get our spiritual batteries recharged. We come back together each Wednesday evening at 6.30 for midweek Bible classes. Now, you are welcome to any and all of these services. Many of our radio program listeners have come to check us out in the past, and many have stayed on. We hope to get to meet you and get to know you and let you get to know us very soon. We're going to begin a a continuation of the last series of programs that we have been going through, talking about don't let the devil win. Now, again, in that initial series of five programs, we introduced the subject and we got pretty deep into it. But in this particular follow-up to that, we're going to talk about how we can do that to a great extent. Now, going to look at some practical applications in our spiritual lives to enable us, to equip us, to be able to not let the devil win, to stand on guard against all of what he might throw at us. We've emphasized, as the Apostle Peter puts it in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verses 8 and 9, that the devil is truly our enemy. I'm not sure that a whole lot of people 
and I'm talking about a whole lot of people, I'm not sure they really understand the truth of that matter, the seriousness of it as well. But Peter, the apostle, describes the devil this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He says, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, be watchful, be on guard, because your adversary, now literally that word adversary means one who stands against you, and if we would just boil it down to a simple statement, because your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So the imagery there is of a roaring lion walking about. Now, if you're in an area where there was a wild, uh, wild lion walking about, hungry, seeking food, you, you'd get out of his way. You'd make sure you stayed as far away from him as you could in some position of safety because you know what's going to happen if he sees you and if he can get to you. You're going you're gonna to die. He's going he's gonna to kill you and he's going to eat you. Well, that may sound like pretty vivid and, and you know, just kind of uh, violent imagery, but that's exactly what Peter's trying to get across. The devil is not friendly. He doesn't like you. He is your deadliest enemy. He wants to bring you to eternal destruction in hell. Well, Peter goes on, though, and says there is a way that we can resist him effectively and consistently. In verse 9, he says, resist him steadfast in the faith. In other words, by living by God's teachings on a consistent level, consistent basis, rather. So the devil is your adversary. He's your enemy, and he's an enemy that not just wants to say some bad things about you. He wants to, he wants to destroy you. His goal is to lead you into sin, and that is the pathway to your soul's destruction, your eternal destruction and condemnation, to lead you into sin, because when he leads you into sinfulness, well, you're disobeying God. You are walking away from God, and Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 tells us that our sins or our iniquities separate us from God. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Apostle Paul wrote, the wages of sin is death. But then he said, but understand, that's not God's will for you. But that's the consequences of your living in sin and not in obedience to God. And make no mistake, somebody might say, well, I'm not, I'm not you know, stealing. I'm not cheating on my income tax. I'm not cheating on my wife or my husband. You know, I'm not you know, murdering anybody. I'm not robbing banks. Well, that, that's great, but a mannequin in a department store window doesn't do any of those things either. See, just not living by God's teachings on a consistent basis, that's sin. That's called the sin of omission. The other would be the sins of commission, but the sins of omission is not obeying God. And so the wages of sin is death, but the gift of eternal life is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so God offers us eternal life through Jesus, but we have to walk with God in faithful obedience on a consistent basis in order to be able to confidently look forward to that blessing that God has waiting for us if we will just walk with him and come to him in his way. Now, again, remember what the Hebrews writer wrote in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 
verses 8 and 9, speaking of Jesus while he was on this earth. He said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And so a lot of people want to think they can walk with God without actively obeying God, without living that lifestyle of obedience to God's teachings. And they are communicated to us through his word. Jesus set the example. He, in his mission here on this earth, even though still fully divine, he was still fully human as well. And he demonstrated a lifestyle of obedience to God the Father as he fulfilled the mission that he had been sent from the throne room in heaven to fulfill here on this earth as our Savior. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, we find that, and we pointed this out, we emphasized this in the first section of this particular study, that a whole lot of people are following the devil's lead. And that's unfortunate. It does not have to be that way, but a whole lot of people, they have made that choice. Now, some of them would say, well, I am not. Well, when was the last time you were at church services? Well, I don't think you have to be at church services to be faithful to God. You need to read the Bible more closely, particularly the New Testament. Um, What are you doing in serving God actively? Well, uh, okay, what about, what kind of lifestyle are you living? Are you uh, doing this? Are you doing that? Uh, Are you living with someone with whom you're not married, to whom you're not married? Uh, Well, that's old-fashioned. No, that's, that's biblical. You know, God expects you to follow his word in faithful, consistent obedience. In John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus said himself, if you love me, keep my commandments. A whole lot of people, they want salvation without commitment, and that's not going to work. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, the apostle Paul wrote, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God, lowercase g, speaking of the devil, is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. Now, what did Paul say right at the beginning of that particular text? For many walk, many people, and many people who would say, well, no, I'm not walking that pathway of following the devil. Yeah, yeah, you you probably are because you're not living by God's teachings. You're trying to make it up on your own. And so the only way to effectively resist the devil, as we've brought out, is to walk with God. Now, a lot of people don't want to walk with God. At the same time, they want God to save them through Jesus but they don't want to walk with God. Now, what I mean, walk with, some people think just believing in God is walking with God. And that's not true. That's just the beginning point. In James chapter four, verse seven, James wrote, submit to God. Now that means you're giving your life to him through Jesus Christ. 
you're going to submit to his will for your life. And his will for your life is basically the same as his will for my life and his will for everybody else's life. And that is to walk with him in faithful, consistent obedience. As we've already noted, just a couple of verses of scripture, but we could go on and on and on. To not obey God's word communicated to us through the Bible is to not walk with God. Again, a whole lot of people, they want, they want to have this feeling that God is with them when they're not walking with God themselves. They want forgiveness. They want salvation. They want eternal life, but they don't want to have to live a committed lifestyle before God. And that means living by the teachings of his word in scripture, the Bible. So many walk. That's what Paul says here in verse 18 of Philippians chapter 3. Many are walking by the lead of the devil. And a whole lot of them, they may not even realize it. But again, James chapter 4 and verse 7, submit to God. And then he goes on and says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But here's key again. Central to that is cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We can't live in sin and walk with God at the same time. For us to resist the devil effectively and consistently, we've got to submit to God's will. We've got to walk with God. And then he'll walk with us. He'll watch over us. He'll take care of us. But we have to come to him, his way, not just some way that makes us feel good, not just some way that we say, well, I think this is good enough. No, what's good enough is what God's word communicates to you. So get into his word. Paul said, study, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly, applying correctly the word of truth, which is his word. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. Well, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God gave us the Bible for a reason. It's not just a book full of neat-sounding stories. It is the guidebook for our lives, and it's the guidebook for your life as well as everybody else's life. Don't think that it doesn't apply to you or that you can do without it. It is essential for your faith. We keep emphasizing and search the scriptures. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So don't let the devil hoodwink you into thinking, I don't have to read the Bible. I, you know, it's, it's too hard anyway. It's not too hard to understand. If you, if you have trouble with, say, the King James Version, if that's the only, the only translation of the scriptures you have, find another easier to understand, like the, King, like the new King James Version. It's written in common, modern, everyday English. God's word is not too hard to understand. 
God would not expect something of you that would be impossible for you to do or achieve or follow. Now, don't let the devil win. As Christians, we need to focus. If we don't want to, if we don't want to let the devil win in our lives, if we don't want to let him win our soul to eternal condemnation in hell, and, and I, let me tell you, the scriptures teach us that that is a place and an eternal, an eternal uh, existence that is too terrible to even contemplate. It's described as a place of continual torment, a place that's compared to a lake that burns with fire and brimstone, a place that, that's described as causing someone to continually weep and gnash their teeth in agony. You might, some people, they, they, they're rather flippant and arrogant. Well, if that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. That's the devil talking. He's just moving your lips. You're not big enough. You're not tough enough. You're not bad enough. And I don't care what size you are. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care if you've been a Navy SEAL or, or an Army Ranger or you know, special ops forces or whatever. I have respect for all of those all of those segments of the military. But you're not big enough. You're not tough enough. You're not bad enough. You're not strong enough to be able to say, ah, I can take it. I can handle eternal condemnation in hell. That reality will bring you to your knees and continual tears to your eyes and agony on an ongoing basis. You don't want to be there. So stop being arrogant. Stop being careless. Stop being foolish. And come to God through Jesus. As Christians, we need to focus. We need to make up our mind that with God's help, we will not let the devil win. In Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul exhorts here. He says, if then you were raised with Christ, we're raised with Christ through baptism. Because true baptism is a burial in the water, a submersion. That's what the word baptizo in the Greek transliterated into English is baptized. That's what it means. It's a burial. It's a submersion, an immersion. It's not a sprinkling or a pouring or rubbing some water on somebody's forehead. That's not baptism as taught in the scriptures. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. Now, so you've got to set your mind. We might put it a different way. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to be a faithful, dedicated Christian that you're going to live the Christian life consistently and obediently, faithfully, that you're going to walk with God in faithfulness. What did Jesus say in Revelation 2 and verse 10? Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. We're not talking about a sprint here. We're talking about a lifelong marathon. You're going to live that life 
of faithful dedication and obedience to God, commitment. So how is one way we do that? Well, we've already talked about we need to be in God's Word on a consistent basis. We need to be reading Scripture basically every day. Now, we don't have to read, you know, uh, hundreds of pages, but we, we need to stay in God's Word because that'll keep us focused. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, Paul wrote, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we're talking about an active lifestyle of dedication and commitment to God. We need to set our mind, make up our mind. We're going to live the life that God has designed for us to live as Christians, as his faithful followers. Now, don't think you can just kind of be blasé and say, okay, I got baptized, that's it. I don't, you know, I don't need to be at church service anymore. I don't need to read the Bible. No, no that's, that's absolutely counter to what true faithfulness is. Faithfulness is an active lifestyle on a consistent, ongoing, lifelong basis. In Titus chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, Paul wrote here, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's that mindset again, making up our mind. Where's our focus in life? It should be, first and foremost, getting to heaven. That's really all that matters. If we don't get to heaven, our life's been a failure. doesn't matter what you've achieved athletically or in business or in social circles. If you don't get to heaven, your life has been an utter failure. So looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us, from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, that is Christians, zealous for good works. You need to be active in serving God through Jesus Christ. God has given you abilities to be able to serve him in active ways. Good works is what we're talking about. And you need to be focused on serving him in those ways. We'll go a little further next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for blessing us with Jesus as our Savior. Thank you for blessing us with your word, the Bible, to guide us in faithfulness before you and help us, Father, to live actively, faithfully, effectively, and consistently by your teachings in the Bible. Help us, Father, to do this. Please be patient with us. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.